0: Hello Formula One fans and welcome back to F1 in Focus. We are the only Formula One podcast where a Dutchie and an Englishman can very much get along in the beautiful world of Formula One. We're here every week now and even when it's not race week to discuss everything Formula One related and answer all your questions. So let's focus up and welcome back to episode 5 of the Formula One 23 season. My name is John, and I'll be your host for tonight. And with me is my dear friend, the man with the best hair in the business. It's none <laughs> Dan, James Hazel. Hello, how are you doing? I'm quite right, mate. It's good. Good. four weeks without racing. This is. I know this is a really sad times. So. <laughs> and I think this is this should never be allowed. Like I mean, I like get why it was, but we could guess China wouldn't go through, anyways, right? I, I, I
1: yeah, I feel like of all the countries to have a backup plan. China's the one, but I just don't schedule a race with them just yet. Cause obviously it's not, things still haven't quite settled down over there. So
0: no, and I think if you have like 23, four five races, yeah. How can you even get four, four weeks of no racing? Between I know there. that's, that's one of the things that's,
1: that's a bit baffling. It just makes me think that the rest of the season must be like on average, like a race a weekend or something. Cause there's only so many weeks in a year and I have a summer break. So,
0: Yeah. It's just, uh, and the summer break isn't even as long as this one is. No. <laughs> it's like three weeks or something, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it is what it is, mate. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Have you recovered from Australia? Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching, um, I think it popped up on, uh, it's either on like Facebook or Instagram or something, one of those like highlight reel things. Um. There was like a quick review of the race, and when you like compress it into such a short period of time, it just it felt hectic as a full race. But when you watch something like that, it was like just carnage.
0: But yeah, it took two and a half hours, but an highlight reel of two minutes it actually looks pretty cool, didn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the stuff like that though, it's, it's good for like getting the fans in, isn't it? All that action in a
0: in a short video like that. Yeah, uh, true, true. Um, Baku's up next, though. I like yeah. that
1: track um i don't mind it uh i feel like it doesn't have the best action in the world and i th- i think they seem to struggle with getting the drs right don't they um, especially on the the main straight that's like the longest straight on the calendar or something yeah and trying to get that balanced so that the drs isn't too powerful. too powerful <laughs> but that is that, that seems it seems like an impossible task, really, I guess. Especially this year with just how fast the Red Bulls are when they get DRS. <laughs> if you balance it for Red Bull, no other team's ever going to be able to do any DRS overtaking,
0: I don't think. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. I, the weird thing about this is this is a track which when I drive it in the sim, it's like really cool. Um, but it has a lot of 90-degree angles, right? And those are never yeah. good for overtaking. No, they're a bit boring as well. And then you go into the narrower area where you can't overtake at all. Yeah. You just hope to make a mistake. And then the only overtake situation is probably the, the long straight at the end. Yeah. Is that one and uh,
1: is it after the second corner? I think it is. There's like a, a long ish bit of straight. With also a
0: DRS on normally. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's like sometimes it's just enough for an overtake, but it depends. It seems to vary year by year. I think last year we got some overtakes there, didn't we? But
0: Now, usually um, we get a couple of crashes in the safety corridor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in the street circuit. But also if they if they mess up, it's usually on the first straight and they just can do a spin and go back. We've seen Vettel do that last year as well. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, James, no race week, but well, we have raising news where actually we've got some news. Um, and I just wanted to go through those things. And if you're listening to the show, thank you, first of all, for listening to us. We very much appreciate it. Send in your question. Just tweet at us or just uh, comment at Spotify. Um, The first one, James, which I wanted to discuss is something to do with privacy. (laughs) Let's talk with that one, though. Yeah. I think Paris and Leclerc um, have a little bit. uh, Now, there's a lot of fans that probably have a little bit of issue having four weeks off. Uh, Leclerc's house address leaked somewhere, I guess. Yeah, apparently this (laughs) happened a little while ago or something. I I saw his
1: Instagram post about it. I had no idea this had happened until he
0: posted about it. Definitely. He says, for the past few months, my home address has somehow become public, leading to people gathering beneath my apartment, ringing my bell and asking for pictures and autographs. While I'm always happy to be there for you and truly appreciate your support, please respect my privacy and refrain from coming to my house. I make sure to stop for everyone when you see me on the streets or at the track, but I won't be coming downstairs if you visit my home. Your support, both in person and on social media, means the world to me, but there's a boundary that should not be crossed. And of course, yes, and so with happy Easter, everyone. Good statement, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what else...
1: He or anyone could say about that. I don't understand how people think they can just turn up on someone's doorstep and
0: oh, you've just that. seen the fans at my house, mate.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my address doesn't leaked yet, so I ain't had any of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're still in luck. <laughs> uh, but what, what 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 goes through the mind of somebody who thinks I know I'll go and knock on this celebrity's door? <laughs> and ask, ask for their autograph. Yeah, when they're like, they could be in the middle of doing whatever. You know, at the end of the day, they're the same as you and I and everyone else on the planet. Who you know? Okay, he's, he's a, you know he's worth a lot of money and he lives an extravagant li- lifestyle. But when he's at home,
0: what's but he he doing? he's in Monaco. I mean. There's more celebrities there. Yeah, there must be. There must be everywhere. Well, yeah. Why? <laughs> if but there's somewhere, you should be feeling safe. I guess it's Los Angeles and Monaco, right?
1: Yeah, but what well, is? Like, what, what would he be doing? You know, I know he plays on the sim a bit. Where okay. he does whatever else a, a normal person does in their home? And why? Why would you ever think that you can, as a fan or anybody? Just interrupt a complete stranger's life like that, and
0: ask them for a favor as well. And ask them it. for
1: something that you have absolutely no right to. And
0: that—that's oh, yeah. the biggest
1: problem. And the, 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 I, we're going to talk about the Paris one as well, aren't we? And that this is where it bothers me is that it, it it people seem to think that they have a right to an autograph or a picture or to just because they're a fan, but. These people don't ask for fans. They're just doing what they love and lucky enough and talented enough to be able to do it on a world stage such as Formula One. Um I just I just find the whole thing really weird. And it must be scary for someone like Leclerc in a situation like the, the thing with Perez was in a restaurant, wasn't it? But for... For Leclerc having people turning up at his home address, that must be really, really scary. Just having because you, no you have idea no idea. On the door, right? You have no <laughs> idea if the person knocking on the door is genuinely just a fan and is you know, they've got they've got good intentions, they're just executing them very poorly.
0: Well and I just think want, Just want a picture
1: or to chat or to, you know, an autograph. But could also be
0: Yeah, we don't even want to think about that. Yeah. But the weird thing is, uh, we've seen this happen before with sports, though. Is these guys are so well famous, so up there, yeah, that people do everything to get something from them. Yeah. But also, it's like I've seen, <laughs> I've seen happen in Zandvoort, where people were carrying Red Bull shirts, like dozens and dozens of shirts just to get autographs on it, and these weren't for private collections. These were to sell them afterwards. Yeah. Can you imagine knocking on someone's door, knowing the famous person lives there, like Leclerc lives there, knocking on his door, signing a couple of shirts for you, and you selling those shirts? I mean... I know. (laughs) I'm trying
1: to to think now. Who I'm sure there's there's quite a few celebrities that do this,
0: but they're... most don't even sign anymore, right? They no, sign I was going to say... You just need to name... I, I, I was just
1: going to say that. There's someone I could... I, I can't remember who it is now. There, there's somebody... I don't know if it was might have been in basketball or something, but they just don't sign anything anymore. They do not sign anything. The only stuff they sign is when it's... Um, you know, like when you see... Uh, you sometimes see videos and stuff of like... Um, it might be... Uh, I don't know, one of the drivers... It, they're not there with the fans. They're just signing stuff that's then going to be like given away or whatever.
0: And yeah, that's, that's true.
1: Yeah. That's like the only time that they sign stuff is when it's like for the team. You, you go on the gaps and
0: go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And they'll be doing a give, you know they're doing a giveaway or something like that, yeah. or selling them. Maybe they're selling them themselves or whatever. But they don't just sign random stuff for the fans anymore because a lot of that stuff just makes its way to eBay.
0: Yeah, fair enough, I guess. Oh, I think we should all condone this, but I think the statement of Leclerc was very kind, which he, he, I think Leclerc is just way too kind of a person even in these days. He is, he's (laughs) just, it it does. I just want to give him a a hug. I know, it
1: gets a bit heated in the cast sometimes. But as soon as he's out of the cockpit, he's the nicest guy. He just seems just... Really like down to earth and nice. So it's, it's it yeah, it's it's really unfortunate that this has happened.
0: That's probably why it's was leaked out as well, by the way. Yeah, it <laughs> could be, yeah. Oh boy. Uh quickly about Paris. Yeah. This you was a journalist, to... wasn't it? Yes, it was a journalist with his son. Uh, Paris, eating at a restaurant with his family. Yeah. Um I he apologized by now, so I won't actually mention it, but you really want to know find out. Um but uh, yeah, after the dinner, they ask for a picture and an autograph. rest just turned around and walked away. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fair. He <laughs> should I be able to fair. do that. But, but the that- thing is, he tweeted, because he's a journalist, he actually tweeted that he made his kids cry and there's no style from this and something. It's like, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I feel like the apology is just because that's completely backfired on him. He's gone to social media to complain about somebody not, you know, responding in a way that he wanted or wanted, but had no real entitlement to. And I think everyone else is just, everyone's just turned around and basically said to him, well, why did you think that he would effectively? And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm kind of glad actually that it it has via social media backfired a bit on him because I. I hopefully that sets a bit of a precedent as well. Like, I just don't understand. He works for ESPN, which is a weird thing, right? He yeah. should know better. You,
0: I think, he should know better. I mean, ju-
1: he must have so many opportunities to talk to these drivers, and you know, doing an interview or something, and then afterwards, just like, oh, can you just, could you just sign this for my son, or something like that?
0: Well, it's almost there, and I think probably that's why I know Sergio. Let's just say hi. And I think, like, I've seen this at hotels, no stories about drivers being football players at hotels being bothered. You ask for an autograph on track in the stadiums and at places where they... Because there's plenty of opportunity, actually, when you go to Formula One race to stand in line and ask for an autograph, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the place besides that. Unless they are very open for doing it, I think they should just... Like there should be one rule for everyone, just one generic approach. Like you don't do it, like not with famous people. That's it. Right. Yeah. And uh, if they want, they'll, they'll ask for it. They'll let you know, whatever. But I think it can really, yeah. Well,
1: Well,
0: he's out with his family,
1: isn't he? That's, that's the the thing that's kind of, that to me is the thing that
0: suggests you do it. go and ask. Exactly. Oh well, um, I think uh, enough said about this. Just yeah. leave these guys alone when they're on the break, mate. I think that's um that's good. That they are now well, they shouldn't be online. Like they should not be always there, I think. So that's good. James, yep. yep. What do you think of Formula One sprints? You like it or you don't?
1: I'm not a fan of the sprint races in general, and I'm even less of a fan of what they're trying to do with this new
0: uh schedule for the sprint racing. Well, You can't be not be a fan, honestly, because our our slogan is where a Dutchy and an Englishman can very much get along. So I can't be a fan if you aren't. We can than. still get along.
1: We can we can agree <laughs> to disagree. I'm sure we've done that already a few times. But
0: uh, fair enough.
1: Uh, I I I don't like the sprint races. I don't think they really add a lot to a weekend. I I think we've had like some some that have been alright. To be fair, but um. The one that springs to mind the the most. (laughs) No, I was thinking Brazil. (laughs) 2021, wasn't it? With Hamilton just back of the grid, just working his way. That was a good one.
0: And Silverstone with Mox and Hamilton just going toe to toe in in a sprint. Yeah. Um, But
1: uh, otherwise,
0: I can see why they're trying to change the format
1: now because the thing that doesn't work is that the result of the sprint race affects the grid for the start of the race. So it doesn't really become a proper race because everyone's been super cautious thinking about the main event and the main race on Sunday. Yep. So for anyone who actually doesn't know about this, they're changing or they're proposing to change the schedule of the weekend and there would effectively be two qualifying sessions. So we'd have a practice session on a Friday morning. We'd have a qualifying, I think, for the sprint. Nope, for the Grand Prix. Oh, for the Grand Prix, sorry. Oh, okay. Fine. So uh, qualifying for the Grand Prix on the Friday afternoon. Yes, sir. Saturday morning, we'd have qualifying for the sprint race. Yep. So that would replace uh, practice three. 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 And then we'd have the sprint race in uh, the usual slot, Saturday afternoon, and the Grand Prix, obviously, still on, uh, on Sunday. And what seems to be... Be the obsession here is having something to play for every day of the weekend. Um, And I, I just, I don't, I don't understand <laughs> this
0: need or obsession for that. Well, it's made because of the people not watching free practice one and two on a Friday, I suppose, right? I guess so, but- I mean, we are, but well, we're different.
1: Yeah, I there will be other fans that are as well. And I know it gets shown on TV and like sports bars and stuff like that, the sort of places that kind of focus on this sort of thing. Um, and anyone who's buying a subscription to an F1 channel or the Formula One online service that isn't available in every country, uh, they are probably watching, maybe not all of it, but some of it anyway, because you, if you're, If you're invested enough to spend that much money, you're probably willing to spend a bit of time on a Friday or a Saturday watching as well. So, to me, this is like it's like expecting every day at Wimbledon to be final Sunday. Like it's it's just the nature of the beast. It can't every day, every time the cars go on track, it can't be for points or
0: for something I like the normal formats the regular Grand Prix formats or so three practices uh because if you get the cars right the qualifying is pretty awesome formats too. I believe so and then for it will get a well balanced race usually yeah I think the sprint format has potential because it does have something I think get these cars to drive flat out no change of tires uh, just go for it, right? See full potential, see good racing, take risks. Why not? But in the current format where if you, let's say you crash into the sprint weekend, in the sprint race, you'll start last on the Sunday race. Nobody takes risks. So it's more of a parade. Exactly. In one corner, then it's a parade. Just make sure you don't crash and probably you're fine. There's sometimes a little bit of a midfield that might make a change. I think this year actually, when we would have the normal format, um, with the midfield being this close together, that could have made a change. So I think if we didn't get a new format for Baku, actually, I would like to see the regular format with this midfield. And I don't think they change much for the upfield anyways, but the midfield are so close together that you could see a couple of drivers taking a risk there to get a couple of places up, yeah. honestly. Um, we won't see that though. Well, we might see that because this proposal um, is is been voted for, I think. But it's still unclear if they have enough time to get it settled for that. One thing they won't be doing is making it a one lap qualifying. That's been that's that's off the table now.
1: Okay, that was the other
0: option. That's off the table. Good. Yeah, 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 I think we both agree on that one.
1: (laughs) I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of that sort of style. it, 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 I I don't know exactly how they were going to do it, but I just wondered if it was going to be like uh, World Superbikes do, what's called like Super Pull, where every driver or every rider in that goes out individually and they get the track to themselves to just do one like flying lap and then come in and then whoever set the best lap. And they didn't they even get on. so
0: far because the question was if we go to the new format where we. Qualify separately for both races, hmm. sprint race and the regular race. The qualifying for the sprint race could also be very fast by doing the one short qualifier, and that's where the team said, "Well, okay, we can get it very much. Get get why you want to change the format itself, take more risks in the sprint races, and have a separate qualifying, but we do not want to change the qualifying format on itself." Yeah, no,
1: I, th- I think the f- I think the qualifying format as it is is really really good, and I don't I don't
0: think we should ever change that. I so much agree. I think qualifying is always good. doesn't matter which track. Sometimes the races are letdowns, but the qualifying no matter where where we are. Qualifying yeah. are also always exciting.
1: The biggest problem as well with like a single lap qualifying, especially if they do it similar to like a super pole setup that they do in I used to do I don't know if they're still doing world super Last one has
0: the best grip, so. <laughs> well, it, is,
1: it, it it very much depends because if you've got changeable weather, you might you might end up with better yeah. conditions, I might end up with worse conditions if it starts raining halfway through and the track's getting wet, worse and worse and worse and yeah, it's I just do not like it. I, I I I like how it is at the moment. Everyone has an opportunity to go out and set a, a time in the same conditions, and it's whether the cho- the teams choose to or not. And sometimes we see them gamble a little bit and rush out because they think it's going to rain and then it doesn't, and then it wastes a set of tyres when the track's green and not, not as grippy as it would be later on in the session. Sometimes the opposite happens, and it does start raining uh, and a team hasn't been out, but that's down to the teams. That's their fault at that point. It's not down to luck and chance, and I think that's how it should be, so but the, the, the sprint format getting back to that i just I, I i just don't really like it i just prefer the just the traditional three practice sessions qualifying and then a
0: race it just, I don't, it just feels I don't like the weekend
1: ramps up if you see what i mean like i think yeah that's
0: good. well I, I don't i don't dislike it honestly especially because it's now separate from the regular race could see a pretty cool race in half an hour. If not, then not. Right? I, I, to uh, be
1: fair, I would I would like to see this change go through just to give it a chance uh, because I, I I do think that the fact that um, the grid is decided under the current rules of the sprint format, like we've just said earlier, it does affect the racing. And I think it removes some of the potential spectacle of that race because no one, not everybody rather, uh, wants to make or take as many risks. Yes. Knowing that they've got a, a full race to think about the next day.
0: I 100% agree. If we do a sprint, this full mod sounds more enticing. Yeah. There's a I couple would... of things though. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Borelli has said they can't deliver that amount of tires they might be afraid of that yeah Uh, engines will run higher longer and they still only have three engines for one year um and what happens if you want to save your equipment then you just don't start (laughs) if it doesn't matter for the main race yeah something i was thinking with like hey if this means we have to take a penalty down the line leave that one point on the table who cares i will qualify a Red Bull, like it's easier to lose a point in in practice or in the yeah sprint
1: on, on no points at all. I mean, look at I mean, what if it's somebody like I don't know, like like Logan Sargent doesn't, you know, maybe Albon's got a chance in the point. If we look at like previous mm-hmm. races so far this year, or well, Albon's out qualifying Sargent. Maybe Sargent qualifies. What? So let's let's just pick a number. Sixteenth. And the team thinks he's not going to improve on 16th. And this, I mean, I'm just picking a random name as yeah, well here. Right. This, could, this could happen for any team, any driver, or maybe not any team, any driver, but some of the midfield or teams that are towards the back of the grid. They might just decide it's not worth running the engine during the race for the sprint race because we're, we've, we know we're not going to get any points <laughs> out of it. It's not going to affect our position tomorrow for the Sunday race. And if the FIA or whoever says you've got to race, well, they might just go out do a lap and then just retire the car. So it could it could backfire as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I I, yeah. I
1: hadn't even thought of that, and that makes me think like they, um certainly like the increased mileage on the engines and running the engines like properly racing them more because you effectively like two qualifying sessions where you. You won't be dialing the engine back. Oh, and, a, um, and, and are, like a
0: proper 100k more of actually driving just, on a high pace, right? So yeah, exactly. It's a third uh, of a race extra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, if you're Ferrari, already used an engine by now. No. <laughs> I don't know. You're yeah, gonna risk it, everything for one, two, or three points. In if
1: it feels like a change like this shouldn't be happening during the season. Because the teams are thinking about how to, um, like, best run, like, design uh, how to look at like the reliability over a season based on the current rules, and now they just want to change those rules, and it's going to affect reliability.
0: Well, what's probably going to mean is they will. I mean, we're probably not the only ones saying this now. So, I can if this goes through, what will most likely happen is that they get another engine. This year to use as all teams and probably a little bit more about budget payback from uh, the budget cap, right? Yeah, they have but to. Then a, a, a also, everyone will disagree. Like say, okay, we're done. We're not starting here. <laughs> we're fight. Could some of the sorry, teams start.
1: engine? The, the, that's the other thing. Could some of the teams afford another engine? And could some of the manufacturers
0: produce the engines? I think they all can produce it. Right? It's Ferrari, Mercedes, Renault for its own team. Yeah. Uh and uh of course on that, I don't think that's that's the issue honestly. Um maybe, but there'll be questions if, they if, can
1: ask, and they are all arguments they could make against this if they didn't want it.
0: Well, <laughs> so. if you qualify, let's say you qualify you do free practice one, it looks good, you do qualifying on Friday, yeah, uh, and you're suddenly top four, let's say you're top four. You say, so like, you know what, budget cap no one. Uh, you know what, my engines. I'm going to save this one. Suddenly on Friday, on Saturday, it doesn't start. The car doesn't start. Oh, well, it happens, right? Yeah. On, we'll start Sunday in third, fourth anyways. Who cares?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, uh, it just, it just feels like a weird thing to do.
0: Well, with, I think you, yeah, during season, I definitely agree with what I also think is we haven't had a sprint in this season yet. I think seriously, yeah. the midfield is so close. It could actually be really exciting if you don't look at the top teams. Yeah, I'm certainly willing to give it a try, but I'm I
1: i do not know. Maybe I'm. Just yeah, we bit, don't
0: have much say into it. So, <laughs> no, but maybe, maybe
1: I'm just a bit old-fashioned and against change. But I, I just like the traditional. <laughs> the, the traditional setup. I uh, yeah. Anyway,
0: we'll see. We'll see soon enough. Yeah. James talking about changes during the season. Gunther Steiner. So. Team Principal of Haas says, I don't think we should change the rules because Red Bull was just fast and done the work properly. Should rules be changed during the season? Should it even be discussed? Is it too early, James, or should we just never mention it once the season has started? What do you think? Um, I think if it's going to happen, I don't think it's
1: too early. (laughs) I mean, if if this is specifically about looking at Red Bull and targeting them, I think after the three races we've had, yeah, they are fast. Um, should they be doing it? I don't agree with that. I, I I don't know. I feel like if you want to if you want to if you want to limit the teams and make make sure that the competition stays very close, they really need to hone that in on the rules for the season and not make those changes during the season. Uh, I don't even know what they would change. I know there's been a bit of talk about Red Bulls, maybe something about their philosophy or something they're doing with their rear wing is maybe quite clever. Um, and it's probably not just the rear wing, it'll be the entire package, but something about their DRS is giving them substantially more speed than the other teams. Um Maybe that's where they want to look. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but I, I don't think they should. I don't like this like changing stuff mid-season. Uh, but I, at the same time, I can understand why they do it because they want the competition to be close and they want the but championship to be a fight.
0: It's just not the championship that's close. Yeah. The rest is really, really close, James.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: And it could think, it could
1: completely upset that. I mean, look at last season when they changed the ride height thing and we went exactly. from exactly Ferrari and Red Bull being pretty quick to Ferrari uh, Red Bull came out of that break when the change took place.
0: Spa. Max gaining 20 seconds in Spa or something. Max was
1: rest. just on another planet. It was like he was driving a completely different formula to everyone else. <laughs> uh, they've got to be very careful about these sorts of changes if they're going to make any because it...
0: Well, it's all about they can only make it if it's safety, uh if there's a safety issue and yeah. we've seen in last year that Mercedes was full. Oh, no, look at the safety, there's not just safe. Hamilton has as pain and this this can't keep on. I think in the end it only benefited Red Bull or just hurt the other teams. Yeah. Like I think and I I, I, I there's a couple of points Steiner makes in this one though. He says Red Bull just did their jobs well. And everyone else is working hard, but didn't do it that well. No, I think, should we punish the thing, the people that did their jobs well? I personally think if you are the smartest of the bunch, that's also Formula 1, and you don't cheat, no. kudos to you, right? Yeah. Talking about sort of cheating, I still don't think it's necessarily that, but they, they get penalty last year. And the second point... Um, Steiner makes is they still have that penalty, so they can't use the wind tunnel as much, so they can't develop as fast as the other teams. So he says just give it a couple of races. I think three races probably too early because they won't be able to bring the upgrades as fast as the other teams can do. So they might be able just to catch up without anyone touching it. Plus what Steiner says is the midfield is so close. It could probably upset one of those teams that don't have the funds to take to drive it along. Looking at his own team, probably because Haas isn't actually looking all that bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, like I say, it's, it's 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 just a tough one, isn't it? Uh, I think I think they do need to factor that in. the The whole Red Bull's got they've got um they've got a financial penalty as well, so their actual budget cap this year is yeah. slightly reduced, isn't it? Yes. So that's going to affect.
0: It has to That
1: they can manufacture. And the wind tunnel time is going to reduce how effective potentially some of those upgrades are. They're certainly not just going to be able to throw stuff in the wind tunnel and see what works. They're going to have to be very strict on what they're developing and testing in the tunnel. Um, So they they don't have as much leeway as someone further down the back of the grid has. Um but i', don't, I don't, yeah, I I I it kinda comes down to is Formula One a sport or entertainment? And I think it's just, it it should first and foremost still be a sport. And that's if you're exactly
0: making, his words, yeah.
1: If you're making a change just because a team's further up the field because they've done their homework and they've developed a great car coming into the season, well that's just part of the sport, and if you're changing the rules or trying to hamper a team for the sake of competition, that's not really as much about the sport, is it? That's about the entertainment, which I don't agree with. Um, Casey Stoner, I don't know if you know him, he's a you probably do, he's GP world champion mm-hmm. from Australia. He he made a similar comment about the uh, the red flags and stuff at the race in Australia. Um, he felt very much that some of the things that were happening there was more about, oh, it's another chance to have a standing start, and it becomes about the entertainment um, rather than the sport. And I, I think I think that applies to this as well about wanting to change rules.
0: Well, you can still like I still think. Many of the racing are entertaining, but like Red Bull had a flying start this year. I actually do think they there will be a catch-up later on the season. The funny thing is, though, for example, George Russell saying after race one, like Red Bull is going to win all the races. They had a pretty good start in Australia. I think those were personally, their circumstances and not necessarily them suddenly having a good car. But now he says, well, I was actually unsure. We closed that gap pretty quick. Last time Mercedes said that last year, every three races they said, well, we now close the gap, the next one would would be very awful. (laughs) So I'm a little bit hesitant there, but for the rest.
1: I think think Australia as a race is probably going to be a bit of an odd one out, much like Monaco, Brazil, where it... I I don't think Mercedes have made any massive gains
0: if jeco just qualified properly
1: yeah so, well, red would be gone right? Max Max had no competition for the race other than when a safety car came out and a red flag came out and he would then have to fight a little bit if he had somebody on his pace, his teammate in the same car pushing him, I think those two would have been a lot further up the field. Um and I think uh, there's also, you know, Mercedes um beating the Aston Martins or Yeah. At least were until one of the Mercedes blew up. <laughs> but I th- I just think that was down to the track. I don't necessarily think Mercedes certainly I don't think there's enough evidence. We're looking at a sample size of one, really.
0: Yeah, no, but that, at- I think that's the whole issue here. This yeah. sample size just for everything, should we change the rules? Is Red Bull going to be undefeated champions? Are Red Bull going to win every single race? Is Mercedes catching up now closely? I think it's way too early. We have I think so, as well. so yeah. many races. Um, the um, I think Fernando Alonso said that he expects end of May uh, around the Italian Grand Prix to be the part where everyone has the first big set of upgrades in. Mm -hmm. And if then you can actually see there's going to be a couple of upsets. He says by then you know where teams probably are for the rest of the season. At least gives much better indication. Yeah. That's five races, four races from now. Yeah. Race eight, I think. Uh, And I I agree. I think we should wait a little bit. If you're a Formula One fan, there's more to be done except to watch the winner win. Right? Mm -hmm. So much going on. And please, next time, look at the and it was on broad. Oh, well, it actually was broadcast pretty well in Australia, but the midfield fights have been so awesome to watch, James. If you're not yeah, supporting have, yeah. Red Bull or, or, like, even if you're supporting Ferrari, the last couple of races were pretty cool, right? Well, the results may be well, but the, the fights were... were
1: great. You, you probably weren't partying at the end of the race, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the fair, last race we have,
0: though. Yeah, uh, but... Ferrari's going to sign a protest to appeal on the decision, right? Nothing's going to come from that, but still. I think it's uh, good. Is this it. first
1: science's penalty? Yeah. Yeah, I, c- I can't imagine anything's going to happen with that, but.
0: It won't because it was a penalty. So his decision was fair, I guess. Yeah, just sucked. It was the only one given. It I was inconsistent. That's the precedent they want to make by protesting this, I think. So.
1: I think the only argument Ferrari would have is that it's a restart. So it's another start. And similar inc- or, uh, yeah. inc- incidents like that at the start of the race don't always get punished.
0: Uh, true. But, but I think their precedent do, so. in, in this one is fairly simple. Sergeant didn't get a penalty. Science did. Well, that's, yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. That's the only evidence they want to, like they want to either see that next time they all get punished or none of them Absolutely. will. And Gasly, nothing happened to Gasly, and, Yeah, and they all still that's, reviewed and then, yeah. Oh. that's still all well right. Gossely is actually, we're talking about sort of break news. He's now carting at the, uh, carting track of Carlos Sainz. So I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Science that lent <laughs> him his go-kart. Yeah. <laughs> so there's still that. There's also fun things to go at. Yeah. James, what are you looking into next week? What's going on? What is the thing you'll be paying attention for? I have no
1: idea <laughs> see see what happens in the news i guess i'm i am kind of intrigued to see if uh we see any rumors or just anything comes out around this mercedes uh redesign that they keep going on about. I don't think anything's actually gonna happen there until we get to europe um
0: I don't see anything yeah. happen at all, honestly. I just think what Mercedes now is doing is playing Red Bull Sport from a couple of years back. Just making sure you keep you keep in the news. Just make sure you're being heard and just make sure that if somewhere, somehow anything changes, you'll be the first one to know and be the first one that gives a little push into your direction. Yeah, I honestly hate this part of the sport. I hate it and I'm a Red Bull fan, but I even hate it when Warner did it. I now hate it when um, Mercedes does it. It's Lewis. It's uh, it's George. They're all doing it now, and yeah. uh, it feels they're a little bit it. like little kids. Oh, don't break my toys.
1: Yeah, they're all, they're they all do it. They're just playing the game, and it, True. it, it does. It's just the one
0: part I don't like about this game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I do feel like it's got worse since Netflix came in and started doing their thing. But like even before <laughs> that. You know, it it happened. Um,
0: Yeah, if we just didn't maybe.
1: (laughs) Normally, it's when a team that is at the top of the game gets knocked down a peg. That's that's how it happened with Red Bull. You know, they won four championships in a row with Vettel. And then they had a dire start to the hybrid era. And Mercedes were at the top. You know, Horner and Red Bull were constantly... You know, just like true. poking at the flames a bit. You know what I mean? Like talking about the uh, the Mercedes engine and stuff like that back in that that back in that time. And now, now it's just the same roll reversal <laughs> with with Mercedes doing it. It's just it's just part of how it goes. And I th- I think to an extent, it's kind of is playing on that entertainment side that we were just talking about, like the entertainment versus sport thing. And they're playing on the entertainment side. And I think what they're hoping and what they're trying to do is get fans backing them up and maybe being vocal and that side of things from the the fan base and the, potentially the commercial side of the sport being impacted and that the sport having to make changes to to counter that. Um Yeah. So it's just it's just playing the game, but it, yeah, it's it's a little bit annoying uh, having to like see the same interviews being reworded for <laughs> various publications to create articles and stuff like that. But
0: it's just, yeah. it is what it is. It's part of the sport. Uh, there's always news coming out though so in this world. So that's good. Yeah. Talking about news, New show next week. See you next week, my friend. Definitely, yeah. See you then. Definitely. Still no race week. Four weeks to go. We'll still be here. I'll be driving the sim. See if I can get to know Baku and maybe have a <laughs> little bit of an, uh feeling for the track. And I'll uh, well, see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
1: See you later.